Welcome. You're listening to the Faith and Geekery podcast recorded live on a Tuesday with Mark and Becca. We're your hosts. This is your community. Wherever and whenever you're listening, welcome on board. Hello, welcome to Faith and Geekery. My name is Mark and uh, tonight we are doing things slightly differently. Unfortunately, uh, Becca has decided to go away to Uganda for a couple of weeks. Uh, I believe it is business, I believe it is for a charity and so uh, we wish her all the best. So unfortunately, it is just my good self. However, I am not alone. Uh, we have in the wings waiting for us uh, Kenny and I'll bring him on in a moment and uh, we'll just wait to uh, yeah see if anyone's going to join us live or if you're all going to be watching us on, uh, on catch up. But uh, first of all, uh, yes, uh, I hope we've all been having a good week. I hope we've been up to things geeky, things faithy and somewhere in between. And uh, please do just uh, pass on any messages if, you, yeah, if you've been up to anything. I'm going to bring Kenny on right now. Good evening, Kenny. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening, Mark. And thank you for letting me join your wonderful show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we seem to be uh, low on numbers at the moment uh, in, with a big fat zero, but I'm sure people will come along in due course and good time. Uh, it is a pleasure to, to have you uh, with us and uh, we'll go into a little bit more detail about your kind of interests and your your passions, your hobbies, your geekery and, and the faith element too. Uh, but as we do, I just want to kind of bring up a little bit of our geeky news and this is basically just stuff that is kind of in the in the day-to-day -day. and uh, I would like to kind of usually record it but I keep on I kept on recording it today and finding that I kept on forgetting things uh, or missing large things out and so I'm just going to kind of do it live and so coming to geeky news first of all it was very uh, fantastic to see the BAFTAs uh, the other night with Oppenheimer and Pure and Poor Things. Uh, David Tennant was fab uh, as a presenter with Bark Ruffalo. I think that would be something, folks, that if we're interested in uh, having a little bit of uh, comments and otherwise, can we think of any celebrity names that we could uh, kind of mix up with animals? Uh, also, there was a, a lovely um, touching moment with Michael J. Fox giving uh, an award as well, which was really, uh, yeah, really meaningful, really meaningful. Uh, also in the news in regarding to, to film, especially Madame Webb has had mixed reviews and it's, there's been quite some controversy with the, uh, the main leads uh, from the franchise, well, from the film being promised or speculation that they've been promised to be in the MCU and really they're just part of the Sony Pictures films um, so that's quite fascinating. Uh, last of all, I just thought for a little bit of a, of a bit of a difference, uh, Tate and Lyle, famous for their golden syrup, uh, after 150 years have dropped their uh, World Guinness record uh, brand packaging. And so they're getting rid of the, the dead lion from the centre of the golden syrup. Uh, oh, in fact, I had forgotten one. Uh, it was very sad to, to hear the sad passing of Robin Windsor uh, at the age of 44, who was is a dancer on Strictly Come Dancing. And so that was quite a surprise, really. Um, so that's the news. Um, does any of that kind of strike you, uh, speak to you, Kenny, anything uh, of interest or otherwise? I don't know, my mind went to sort of, um, when you mentioned Michael J. Fox, I used to love him, obviously in Back to the Future and um, a lot of the TV shows he did. And actually I um, tried to contact his agent afterwards because I kind of thought, oh, Michael J. Oh. Fox would be someone nice to work with in terms of comic books. I always tried to reach out to my geeky heroes from a teenage year, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I followed Michael J. Fox in his career, and um, yeah. he always brought me a lot of joy as a kid watching those movies, and even yeah. in his, um, his TV shows, I really enjoyed as well. So I hope he's doing well, and yeah, it's good. And also David Tennant, it brought me back to my Doctor Who days as well. So I, meant, I saw the introduction, you had a yeah. few Doctor Who memorabilia there, so yeah, brought me back some memories of him and Doctor Who. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I know this is it. I mean, I think um, 
I think David Tennant is a is a good safe bet as well. So I know that there's some yeah. controversy over the years with people who are presenting kind of these kind of award shows and did they go too far actually? I mean, it was it was silly. It was, you know, kind of bark ruffalo. It was just funny, but it was kind of warming. It was embracing. It was a nice yeah. Sunday evening viewing, you know, sort of thing. It's like a warm hug. Uh, so that was, um, yeah, good. But yeah, as I say, Michael J. Fox there, it was just lovely just to have him, uh, yeah, to, to say that he's still around and say that he can still contribute and be yeah just such an icon such a such a fantastic play uh, i will just bring up briefly um i was just in the background can you see that so this is the big uh, kind of uh, logo change and uh, i just find especially for those kind of with the with a bit of the faith background to to know that uh, obviously the original branding and packaging kind of uh, or the branding comes from the samson story and uh, and it's interesting that after 150 years or thereabouts, they've they've given up on that kind of, or they've, they've moved across to this what almost looks like, I want to say kind of Wizard of Oz almost esque or kind of, uh, in fact the, the the comparison in my head is like a dandelion from D and D from Dungeons and Dragons, but um, people might not get that reference. But uh, yeah, I thought hmm. just an interesting shift, but still nuanced, but yeah at least there is still the lion and the bee in there and it's i guess a little modernized but it's still just a little bit interesting of how we've how they've decided to, to mix it up but what do you think i like the original i like the original one that's what i'm gonna say i'm a sucker for original things so um yeah i prefer the original one yeah i'm trying to work out whether that's actually lino printing sort of thing or like some sort of like a, it must be some sort of um, etching or kind of um what's the word uh I've forgotten. Uh, so we're uh, just kind of like sort of metal plate work, sort of um, etching, sort of thing to to kind of print onto it. But um, but yeah. I think of a lot of brands these days, they always try to be very generic to appeal to everybody if you want, and sometimes that's good because it can work for a bigger audience. But I think there's something unique about having heritage and your sort of foundational sort of um, vision if you wanted. So yeah. yeah, we'll see how it goes for them. I was yeah. I was upset when they removed the. Um, the Tolborough recently, the, you couldn't have the mountain on the on the packaging anymore. Oh, yeah. One yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm going to say the only person I'm, I'm feeling for at the moment is I'm trying to work out whether are they going to keep the tin or are they getting rid of the tin as well? Because my older brother likes to bake in the tins and so like bake kind of cakes in the tins. And so there's a, a novelty value of actually having cake from inside the gold, golden syrup kind of uh, tin itself, so I'm just interested to know whether we're going to lose that as well because the 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 logo is iconic, but the tin and the kind of you know I'm sure everyone's got like a tin somewhere that's got bits and pieces kind of hidden away. But anyway, um, I'll, I'll better I'll better move on and stop talking about. I, I think it's a, I think it's a critical question. I'm going to write an email to their customer service to find out exactly if they're going to keep the tin or not. So uh, I think I think you're. <laughs> Your audience deserves to know the truth of what's happening there. So I'll find out and report back to you, okay? Oh, that'll be fantastic. That'll be fantastic. Um, so um, we are going to do a little bit of a quiz in a bit. And uh, we are awfully quiet online tonight. Uh, but I won't make a big deal out of that. Uh, but we will come on to a quiz. But first of all, Kenny, would you like to kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Say a little bit of kind of your passions, your hobbies, and kind of what you'd like to kind of share a little bit later on? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. So um, my name's Kenny. Um, I was born and live in the Isle of Man. I am 43 years old. Um, I guess my passions have been, I spent a lot of my first half of my life not really doing much, if you wanted. Then at 27, I decided to go back to university to re-educate myself. I kind of fell in love with research at that point. And what I do now is I've sort of combined all of the knowledge I've learned and I work in a, for a comic book publishing company. So I sort of work to create content and publish comic books. And I've been doing that now for six or seven years. And I guess what I'm trying to do, linking it to faith, is I want to try to tell God's stories or parables or retelling of parables, but in comic book format, where I can re essentially reach out to a new audience and basically put a good moral story in a Bible. I'm very passionate about defending God, and I'm very passionate about going to where the people are to sort of um, spread the good news. So I'm going to try to do that in comic book format. Cool, cool. I'm, I'm trying to avoid by asking a, 
an easy question or an obvious question of is there any uh, are there any publishings that we're likely to know you from is, is there any kind of popular kind of ones in particular so that you're kind of associated maybe, with maybe not so what i can say is we work well we've actually made a comic book for stanley so we obviously created spider-man and marvel so we made his lucky man comic wow. and that was a tv show and we recently just made a comic with um a production company called valhalla and they produced movies such as terminator and aliens Oh, wow. So what we do is we actually work within, I guess if you want to say Hollywood, where we approach various producers and we basically ask them to give us screenplays of things that are trying to be made into TV shows. Hmm. And then we make the comic book and give it to them. So you might have heard of these comics, you might not have. We make our own content and then the most popular one we do is a title called Twisted Dark. And that's our own work we do. Oh, cool. So is it... Um... Do you sometimes kind of do them so that they kind of are released alongside the the films or the TV kind of shows so that or are you just literally offering them to them to kind of show what you could do and allow them to kind of run with it or? Yeah, so if we it depends how the business is. So there's a film coming out um, in April and someone's asked us to make a comic book to come out with the release of that that movie, which is interesting. But then sometimes it's about working with producers who are trying to get movies made. So it's very sort of cutthroat, maybe even the industry, or it's very difficult to stand out. And a lot of people, mm -hmm. what they would do is they would write a screenplay, that, which is really exciting, yeah, but yeah. it might stay on a pile for 10 years. And there's something within the industry called the blacklist screenplay. <laughs> so they're the most popular screenplays that were never turned into movies. Then what we do is we approach the owners of those screenplays to say, mm -hmm. give it to us and we'll make it into a comic book for you. Yeah. And then hopefully that will increase the likelihood of it being made into a movie. Because I imagine a lot of producers or financiers, as they call them, they might get 100 scripts. However, they get a comic book that already has a mm -hmm. fan base. It yeah. might be more appealing for them to make into a film yeah. or a TV show. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So yeah, so it's kind of that, it's that building up that fan base to kind of really hopefully propel it into, into filmdom or yeah. movie or whatever you call it. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So um, if you've just uh, joined us, this is uh, Kenny involved with the publishing comic industry. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I guess the always the question is, uh, what geeky geeky things have we been up to this week and uh, at this point in the evening we tend to come to our quiz and so um, I haven't a actually asked you Ken have you got a piece of paper handy or are you going to just kind of pull some questions in your Anticipated. Hand? fantastic <laughs> jolly good jolly good uh, and so um, yeah I'll come on to the questions and so question number one uh, is involved some of these are actually related to our geeky news. I've been busy today. Uh, the very first question is, um, we've just had the BAFTA award ceremonies, but which number was it? So we often say the whatever number it's uh, BAFTA awards, which number was it? And uh, we've had folks um, leave the answers in the comments. So let's say not to do that folks, or otherwise uh, you'll be giving Kenny some cheats. Yeah. Uh, question number two, which is the oldest logo that is still in use today? And it's not no. Tate and Lyle. Uh, <laughs> um, I can give you actually an option of three. So is it A, Twinings, B, Stella Artois, or C, Nestle? So which is the oldest logo that is still in use today? Is it A, Twinings, B, Stella Artois, or C, Nestle. Okay. Are we all right with those so far? Yeah. Well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, question number three. If Christology is the study about Jesus, punology is the study of puns, what is campanology? Okay. Uh, the, none of those are actually related. I just kind of, kind of like throwing those three together. And... Uh, Question number four is complete the podcast titles. Okay. Uh, and again, the reason why we do these quiz things is to kind of try and encourage people to think about their geekery in different sort of ways and yeah. so to go incorporate other things. Question number four is, uh, yeah, complete the podcast titles. No such thing as a blank, red blank, and don't wake the 
blank. Some of these are more famous than others. So no such thing as a blank. Yeah, no such thing as a blank. So what is the blank? Yeah. Don't don't uh, don't wake the blank. Don't wake the blank. And red blank. Okay. And then finally, going down a bit of a, a food and uh, preserving uh, kind of avenue. Question number five is: What type of vinegar is traditionally used for pickling? Is it? Oh, in fact, I'll, I'll let you just have that. I was going to do a multiple choice again, but uh, yeah. <laughs> would you like a multiple choice? I would like a multiple choice for which vinegar is used for pickling. Yes. Uh, is it A, white vinegar, B, cider okay. vinegar, or C, malt vinegar? Okay. And I've taken this from the Kilner website, so I'm taking that as an authority in uh, in answers. Um, so, folks, I'll just uh, give you a moment to, to think about those things and to, uh, yeah, uh, Again, as I've said, it's that moment to kind of ponder about kind of geekery in all of its forms. And the quiz is here yeah. to remind us of these things. Uh, so question number one, Kenny, what did you... Uh... So Bachelor Awards, which number was it in terms of which year it is? Uh, yeah, so it's, there's a number associated with each one, you see. So it's the something... I'm going to go for the 92nd Bachelor's. Oh, I'm afraid you're a little bit out. It was the 77th. 77th. Yes. I'm uh, going to predict I'm going to get zero answers to this quiz, <laughs> but we'll give it a go. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, which is the oldest logo that is still in use today? Which one did you go for? So I'm going to go for, I was. I don't think it's, well, Twinings makes sense because it's T. Yeah. So T's been around for a long, long time. I'm going to guess that's been long, brand long, longer than Nestle. So I'm going to go for Twinings. Stella might be, that's what I'm going to put Twinings. I'm afraid is the wrong answer. Um, but you were right in that Nestle is the most modern, which is 1868. Yeah. Twinings was 1787. But okay. Stella Artois is 1366. Okay. 1366 which, uh, crazy. Yeah, which I know is completely crazy. And it's kind of still got like the little kind of... Um, uh, the, the little kind of carrier and the little star over it and so it's been going on for a very very long time uh question number three uh what how did we get for campanology okay so what was question number three again sorry uh christology is the study of jesus uh punology is the study of puns what is campanology Craig, what is campanology um i literally have zero idea no, i'm gonna be like a chorus queen Geeky quiz answer person here. Right? No, 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 it's, terrible no, 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 don't be, don't be harsh on yourself. Um, this one was a horrible one, really, because it's got nothing to do with the, the other two. It's actually um, that is cartology, um, oh, yes, but um, cartology, but yes. campanology is bell ringing, um, is bell ringing, and uh, then uh, complete the podcast titles. Uh, did we get any of these? I'm going to say no, I didn't get any of these. I've literally got no answers to any of these questions. They're all oh, all these questions, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. That, that's uh, not, I don't, I, I don't, I'm just, um, I'm a terrible <laughs> quiz person. My, yeah. my geekology is very focused to specific things. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, I'm happy to admit, admit I'll have zero answers. I, yeah. I give all guess. So um, what, what would be the, I can try to make it funny. Yeah, go on. Uh, no such thing as a. As a fish. That is correct. That really? is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the QI elves, um, kind of uh, their podcast. And so, uh, yeah, well done. Um, I so, think that was just a random. Guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, Amazing. I right. should guess all these answers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, what's red, the next one? <laughs> then red, blank. Red, blank, red. Red star. Oh, I'm afraid not. It's Red Handed, which is quite a kind of like a true, uh, true crime podcast, um, which is okay. very popular for my wife in this household. And then finally, don't wake the, don't wake the mongoose. Definitely oh. the mongoose. Uh, I'm. I would like to listen to that, uh, but unfortunately, it is <laughs> don't wake the baby, uh, which um, makes more sense. Makes it, more sense. It. it it may not be in the top 10, but it is uh, loved by this show because they uh, they support it greatly. And so it's a bit of a shout out to the Crippins. Yeah. Uh, then finally, what type of vinegar traditionally is used for pickling? So 
I'm going to go for cider here. I use Maltimer chips. I use white vinegar sometimes when I'm cooking, but I never really have cider vinegar. But looking uh, at your face, it's not cider. I'm going to go back to malt. <laughs> yes, yes, correct. It's yes. malt. It is malt. Nice. Uh, I think basically that's the traditional one, but it's known for it. It's, it is a really strong, pungent, distinct flavour. Yeah. Uh, and so they've kind of tried to wean off, or the, you know, if you've got more delicate flavours, they do go towards more of the cider vinegar nowadays, or the white vinegar, or actually just kind of really dilute the malt vinegar just to kind of dispense with some of those flavours. So. Um, so yeah, so I won't ask. Shall I ask you how many out of five you've got? Um, I think I got one and a half. I reckon. I can give me yeah. a point for the malts. I was I was yeah. reading your face. I know it was the wrong answer, but I was happy with the fish. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever guessed an answer. Yeah, yeah. But, um, well, I'm happy with that one. Yeah, no, jolly good, jolly good. <laughs> and uh, I would like to to know, uh, yeah, with our some of our viewers, uh, listeners, whether we've got any further with that or not. Um, any better than that. Uh, so let's move on to kind of area of geekiness. And um, and so Kenny, yeah, you, you started to kind of elaborate a little bit about your kind of uh, your your work. And uh, does that kind of flow into your passion as well? Do you kind of enjoy comics as well? Or is this something that's always being in the I background? Guess, um, I guess my passion really is building teams, if you want. So to get a little bit more into detail, I remember when I was 33 years old, I was still sort of waiting for God to tell me what to do. I was always trying to wait for a, sort of like a clear calling of this is what I want you to do, Kenny. And I remember getting a bit frustrated with my life that I didn't have that clear calling. And I happened to walk into a marketplace, like a sort of a posh cafe. It was in a market hall. And there was a lot of students there with nothing to do. And I kind of said to God, if you don't tell me what to do, I'm going to help these students with whatever it is. And um, so basically from that, I got talking to some kids, some students, um, and they told me they want to make a comic book. So I sort of helped them to produce that by gathering them as a team. And then it sort of went went from there, really. So, yeah, that's how um, I got into comic books. Like me, myself, as a sort of geeky person, I'm more into researching like academia papers or studying. So I don't actually go out there and read that many comics. I do now within my role, but I got into it just through trying to build a team of um, people. And I really enjoyed that creativity. Like yeah. if I could say a bit more, um, I've always wanted to be creative. So I've I've taken up ballet lessons. I've taken up singing oh, lessons. I've taken up um, art lessons, photography. I've tried to play the guitar. And I'm terrible at all of these things oh. in terms of creativity. But I find I can build teams and get my creativity out that way. So I like to work with people to help them help get the best out of what they do, basically. That's my that's yeah. my talent, if you want. Oh, fantastic. And so wow, and so you just kind of was directed in your faith just to kind of approach the kind of comic book stuff. That's fantastic. And so then did the yeah. did the kind of working for comics thing kind of come off the back of that? Or or was that just like a or was that a choice that once you'd kind of helped with these students, you kind of then segued into that as a career or? Yeah. So what I was doing, I was working full time and I was doing the comic book in my part time. And it took two years to make this um, student comic book if you wanted. And then I was a bit naive when the comic was created. I went to London Comic Con um, mm. with sort of hopes and dreams of taking this one book to the Comic Con to say, oh, great, it's going to become a movie or someone's going to fall in love with this idea. But that it didn't happen. It just, um, you know, I went there and instead I started to meet a lot of different people within the industry. And I was telling them my story of what I've done. And I met somebody who was like-minded, who was more further along in terms of the comic world. We had a similar passion of using comics to, to educate people mm. and to really tell a meaningful story. Yeah. And I told him what I was good at. I told him I'm great at building teams. And I work with a guy called Neil, who's um, now a really good friend. And Neil had this ambition to sort of take his comics to film and television. And I read his work and I really enjoyed it. And I kind of just said to him, well, you know, I've got a bit of time on my hands. I've been involved in this industry a little bit now. Can I help you take your project further along the road than what it is now? So I really like enabling people or i really like people reaching their full potential yeah. so sort of as a part-time hobby i just took some of his comic books and tried to network within 
Hollywood or network across studios just to see what I could do with it. And it sort of, um, it just happened that one door opened and then led to another door. And it was like three or four years just networking around the industry until I guess I now work there full time. So it was always sort of by mistake I got into it, I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. but more a passion for people that got me to where yeah. I am. Fantastic, fantastic. And um, now I'm going to kind of take a step yeah. back as well, actually. Um, for those people completely new to kind of um, comic books and otherwise, um, we often kind of hear the term about graphic novels. And I think we yes. actually may have mentioned this um, a few uh, months back. Uh, but just to kind of uh, remind ourselves, is it is a comic book, is, is it like a, a comic book, like a long-going series, and therefore kind of... Um, Whereas a graphic graphic novel is like more of a volume that is kind of uh, almost contained in itself and kind of yeah. um, is that right? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. The way I would say it, like a, a comic book normally is like a single issue, maybe twenty one pages long, and that can be a series that goes on for a long time. But a graphic novel really is one for us. It's like one contained story, mm. so you can have a several volumes of a graphic novel, but it's yeah. generally a much larger comic book it's maybe 100 to 200 pages yeah. and for us it's like a complete story it's almost like a movie within it within a graphic novel i would say yeah yeah cool cool and so um you kind of said a little bit earlier about kind of uh your faith and using that kind of means to kind of share your faith is is that something that you've been doing a lot you're kind of exploring gently passionately running headed on yeah. on into it's an interesting one so it's kind of like i'm trying to now more directly involve my faith into my work in terms of doing christian comic books um but then i was thinking about it because like when i was doing the comic book with the students like um like ultimately i was paying these students i was trying to build a team i was trying to give them work experience and i worked with over 300 students actually to make it wow and I never thought at that time that that was a Christian project. But looking back at it now, I'm kind of going, well, actually, hang on. I was, you know, I was pretty patient with them. I was very loving towards them. I wanted to give them some practical experience. And in a way, I was witnessing to them without realizing it. Hmm. So maybe the projects I've been doing at the start, God's maybe been working through me without me realizing. But I would say over the past 12 months, I've become more aware of God and his ability and his love for me. And it's been more of a passion to actually now actively do something for God, if you want. So as well as just witnessing to people, it's more now about focusing on projects to just sort of like edify God and sort of build him yeah. up. And, you know, I sort of, when I was at university, I used to do a lot of debates and used to get sort of really angry with people who used to say, God's evil or God's a horrible person. And I'm like, no, he's not. And I kind of want to show people that he's not, either through storytelling or the way that I would act as a Christian, I would say. Yeah. And, and do you find that this is kind of, you're intending to kind of be quite bold with this, or is this kind of like a both and kind of subtle kind of stories that are kind of kind of have Christian themes, or is this kind of like, are we gonna have I don't want to kind of joke about kind of God in a superhero yeah. costume. You know, do you know what I mean? Is it, is it kind of like a bit more kind of like, a, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to stereotype or kind of, you know, uh, or offend, uh, you know, is it, is it the yeah. kind of kind of the nuanced kind of, you know, that people can kind of follow a, a story through and see kind of characteristics of God in it that might not be um, identifiable as a, as a Christian uh, kind of cartoon, yeah. sorry, a comic, but or is it, or is it going to be much more kind of, you know, this is the ongoing journey of Paul to the Corinthians, sort of. Do, do you get what? Do you get what I'm asking? Yeah, no. So I, I'm torn between two. So like the one I'm doing at the moment is probably like a, a Narnia style story, if you wanted, mm -hmm. where it's not directly the Bible. Yeah. Um, and what I've been thinking about is really making a comic book based on choices you know the garden you know the garden of eden story a retelling of that in terms of do we choose the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or do we trust in god and wait for him to make the right choice so every day in life we're always confronted with choices that 
make sense in our mind, mm-hmm. but might not make sense in terms of what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. So it's like retelling that in a story. But having also said that, I've been approached by a few a few directors. Someone's trying to make, or well, they've written a script for the story of Elijah. Um, they're in talks with serious Hollywood actors to make Elijah into a mm-hmm. movie. And I've been approached to say, do I make the comic book based on Elijah's life? So I'm open to both. My sort of gut instinct would be to go down the Narnia route, mm. just because it's more of a soft sort of retelling of a story. Obviously, Jesus spoke in parables to convey sort of his morality. And I think we mm. can do that via comic books as well. But I wouldn't be afraid of doing a I wouldn't be afraid of doing yeah. a sort of direct this is Elijah's story. This is yeah. what this means. They can be blunt as well. I, I, I really like that comparison, especially, I mean, I had the, uh, I had C.S. Lewis on the tip of my tongue and I thought, should I mention yeah. that or not? So I'm glad that you did. Uh, yeah. I'm also glad that you kind of um, mentioned about Jesus in the parables, because I mean, that, that, they, that kind of, that imagery and that kind of illustrative kind of use of story just adapts so you know it, it just crosses over to kind of comic books and kind of graphic novels so well so um, i'm glad that's uh but uh, yeah just like all things isn't it in, mm. in ministry in kind of church uh, mission and and witness there are moments when we do things gently gently and we get alongside uh, and it's that you know witness stuff as you said with the students whereas other times when it is the bold and the big and you can sort of say well actually you know what we're, we're not we're not ashamed of this stuff you know it, it's okay to be passionate about this stuff as well so i'm glad that you kind of have got this mix of both and and uh and and, I, and does it does it um does it feed a passion in you? Is it is it something that you're excited about, or is it something that's kind of a nine to five job? Or, or I know it's um. So yeah, it does it does feed a massive passion within me in terms of I, I feel really feel called to help get God's message across, and it's something I've sort of meditated on, thought about, prayed about, and it seems to be something that the doors keeping opening to do. So whilst that happens, I'm going to sort of run at it 100 miles if you want. And I've sort of gone to the stage now where I'm very passionate about it, even when I'm in my my work meetings with non-Christians and people would say to me, why are you doing this? I'll be quite blunt and say to them and trying to do it to bring glory to God. And sometimes people will go, crikey, did you just say that in a meeting? <laughs> I've even had some people who would email me to say, can you cut down the God talk sometimes in terms of business meetings? But I'm like, this is why I'm doing it. So I'm going to speak out and say why i'm doing it basically so um it can come that's probably some boldness i guess but i'm very happy to sort of defend god like i don't ever want to sort of deny god or who he is i probably do it in my life without realizing but whilst i'm consciously aware of god i'm gonna represent him to the best of my ability fantastic fantastic all right fantastic yeah and uh does do you find that the um when when people do mention yeah the the com the, the god kind of side of stuff do yeah as you say some people react negatively do, do some people kind of really are, are uplifted by it or kind of does that open up further conversations whether with the comic books or with faith it does it's it doesn't people tell me i have an ability to not offend people so um i think that's one of the gifts i've been given so i don't i don't offend people that much in terms of when i bring it up um because i think i do it with a sincere heart and i think they can tell that i think when i bring it up with clients it can be interesting because sometimes you would bring it up and they might say to you actually you pray so sometimes i'll be in a meeting and someone tells me something they're struggling to go through or just say what well, do you want me to pray for you and they might sometimes say, yes, pray for me, that'll be really good. And then you do pray for them. But then they're also then denying it in the future if we want it. Sometimes they'll say, can we talk about it? Mm-hmm. And we have a conversation about it. But then later on down the line, it's more they wish they didn't talk about it or more they would say something like, oh, Kenny brought this up in a meeting. Like, why did he do it? I'm like, that's fair enough, but you're the person that taught me to pray for you, basically. It's almost like, they would deny it in the future as well. But mm-hmm. no, I have no problems bringing it up and everyone's very respectful and everybody's. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people in life 
when you get down to a one-on-one conversation with people, they're very open to talk about these things mm-hmm. because ultimately, you know, people, whatever their background, it doesn't matter how successful they are as a, as an actor or a producer, you know, everybody's going through stuff and needs help in some way. Mm-hmm. So it's um, just nice to be able to pray for people. But everyone's receptive and, and really good. Yeah. Just maybe sometimes they're more receptive in private, but they're yeah. more deny it when it's in a wider setting, I would say. And something's just struck me, and please do kind of just sort of say no. Yeah. <laughs> um, it strikes me that the, the thing that you are kind of um, on board with is, is comic books, where that kind of leans to people kind of buying a comic and, and taking it and, and reading it, and, and, and it's a, that experience for self isn't it that you can kind of you know i just remember kind of i've got to say it's it was the beano for me just the comic books yeah. for uh, i think we're a similar age uh, and uh, i would kind of um kind of get the beano and i would kind of find a space uh, i'm one of four children uh, or i was one mm. of four children in the household sort of thing and and that would be my moment just to be to myself about it and so there was something that was very much these were my comic books but also i could enter into that world and and enjoy that world even if it is mm. just kind of Dennis the Menace and Nasha, uh, or uh, I think I had a couple of Thor uh, kind of uh, graphic, yeah, kind of comic books a little bit later on, uh, and uh, yeah, there's that, there's you kind of enter into that world just as if it was like a, a book as well. You can enter into that world and and just journey through with imagination. Um, yeah, and I just wonder if there's a comparison there of of, of something that is. Um, creative and is something that is personal that you can embrace and and go on a journey with as well as faith of something where it, it kind of speaks to the personal and uh, yeah I, I just try and wonder if there's a comparison there but equally tell me to shut up if not no no it's good there it's, yeah it's look um from hearing you correctly so in terms of the way i approach it is like look when you're when you're dreaming or daydreaming, basically, or when you're not in this real world, if you wanted, you can go through different scenarios in your mind. You can go through different experiences and process them in a different mm-hmm. way, which maybe might be more revealing to you about who you are as a person or about things like the spirit, basically. What is the spirit? I mean, it sounds silly, but it's like, I was re-watching Star Wars the other day and it's like, well, technically the force is a bit like the spirit mm-hmm. in, in a strange mm-hmm. way. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like you can explain you can explain things of God in a fantasy world to help people understand. And I don't mind also combining that in terms of, I, I say, great, I'm doing it for God, but ultimately I'm doing it for, for people because if you're going to tell a story that helps build people up or helps edify people or encourage people, or if we do a story about a character that's struggling with anxiety, Mm-hmm. and how to overcome that and um, obviously you can list about how to overcome that with prayer but there are still practical things you can do in this world mm-hmm. that will help that as well so it's we're creating comic books that can help anybody um, yeah. if you believe in god as well then that's great if it brings you to god then that's great and that's my ultimate role is try to bring as many people to god as possible mm-hmm. but even if it doesn't i know that's very sad in a way but still if you can help them in this life in terms of helping them in some yeah. way lead a better life yeah then that's also a, a success it, it's just like the uh, the imagery isn't it of just kind of shining light into the darkness is that you know it, yeah you can just bring a little bit of light into someone's life and and i think um again kind of growing up in the 80s uh, people have heard me talk about dungeons and dragons before and uh, initially my parents were just like no it's of the devil and they were like why is it and they went <laughs> they were like because we got told that it was and then when my older brother asked for hero quest they were like yeah sure and it was just like you do realize that is just that but yeah it's a different name you know sort of thing or very similar uh please don't have a go uh, and uh, and i found um that um you know that actually these things such as kind of um tabletop role play games or or anything really it can be used um in a negative mm. way it can be used uh, to take us away from god but it but in the same way it can also be just a tool to bring people to god um my mm. my granddad when he was alive bless him he used to talk about um when he was young uh, the a bicycle was 
kind of grumbled at uh, because uh, a bike could take people away from church. But he sort of said, but a bike can also bring people to church. And so it's not mm. the it's not the bike that's a problem. It's it's yeah. what you do. It's it's how you approach it and what you do with it. And and I think that's the, the case as well with kind of comic books, with with all these things really, with films, with with all of these hobbies. They they could be kind of used or or passions. They could be used to kind of distance ourselves. Uh, mm. But at the same time, they could actually be used to to draw us near and and to kind of that shine that light of of who God is in a different way into our lives. Yeah, something that resonated me there is it's almost like the intent of the, the person. So let's say if I wanted to create a comic book to bring disaster and doom into the world, mm. I could probably do that because it's I'm pouring myself into that product. Yeah. And But if I'm doing it with a love for people, I sort of believe that God will pour his love into that product, like through me, into that vessel, if you want, or whatever that creation is. And then that will carry that forward in terms of what the intent of it was so um yeah by all means everything in this world can be used for good or bad mm -hmm. i guess essentially dependent on you know how you're approaching it so yeah i think god will use anything possible to get back to his children so someone likened it once to in a way god's like a problem a puzzle solver he will look down at these people and go cranky this person's a how do i this person's a puzzle how do I unlock that puzzle? And you'll come at people in different approaches to what speaks to them directly, basically. So, yeah, so I, I view it. Yeah, yeah. And not to, to cheapen the Bible in any way, um, I, I, have, I was thinking about you mentioned about Elijah. And uh, I've, I've got to say, Elijah was actually a powerful character for me, as is, coincidentally, Samson. Mm. Uh, if you talk to me as a kid, Samson was one of my favorite characters in the whole of the bible um apart from jesus obviously uh, but samson <laughs> kind of just jumped out at me it was interesting though kind of making a leap from uh, the the kids bibles to kind mm. of the actual bible and i'm there kind of going i didn't und i didn't hear about these parts of samson's story uh and uh, and it was just like a bit more gruesome and a little bit more kind of um, involved with the ladies you know and i was just like blimey uh but but what I find is that the Old Testament, I often visualized in in that kind of over the top, dramatic, bold kind of way. And mm. and even when we talk about kind of the the main figures of the Bible, we often have them with big sticks, big beards, and kind of God with a big booming voice. It's almost kind of um, yeah. it is almost that operatic, that or kind of movie kind of level of 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 drama. Uh, and so mm. I can kind of quite imagine it transfers quite easily across into that kind of comic book, um, not quite kind of kapow and thwack, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I could easily see that there's actually moments in the, in those kind of Old Testament stories of, of actual kind of epic proportions and that kind of that fight between good and evil and, and that kind of stuff that can kind of transfer itself quite well. Yeah. So something about comics as well. People do always assume, I always say this, so when you were, when I was a kid, um, I used to love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if you want, as a cartoon. Lo loved it. But as you grow up, it's like I matured a little bit more, basically now like more serious things. Same with comic books. It's kind of like as a kid, you can have comic books that are superhero-y, but you can actually also make well-written comic books that are deep stories. So actually what we find of our titles as well is we get a lot of adults reading them and going, Crack, I wasn't expecting this. This is a real story. Mm -hmm. So you can use the format in the comic world to tell your Marvel style superhero stories. Mm -hmm. Or you could tell something a bit more meaningful as well. And um that's what I yeah, that's what I, I think we can do with the the yeah, the medium of comic books basically. Tell meaningful yeah. stories. But you pray the Bible's full of like the Bible's an epic story. When you think about it, everything that goes on in the Bible, it's just so mm -hmm insane sometimes it is it's it's crazy yeah. it's out of this world when you read about some of the things that happen but what i've been doing re lately is sort of digging a bit deeper into sort of theology or the the background of the bible in terms of how deep these stories are like when you read the genesis story you can read it several times and always find a new hidden meaning or mm. a new sort of revelation that comes to you about life so yeah. you can also transfer that into a comic book. Mm. Yeah.
Yeah. It's pretty cool, hey? Yeah, no, very good, very oh, good. Uh, I didn't, yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I tend to think so. Uh, yeah, and I think, um, yeah, I, I, I hope I didn't reduce the comic books down to something very just kind of um, superhero y. Because, um, no, 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 really... a question is that no, no. Plays, a, it plays a role doing that. It's yeah. like, like yeah. music, you can have music for kids, you can have music about adults, mm. you can have music for my grandparents. It's all, yeah. you know, like um, one medium to tell multiple generations a different story. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I was just trying to think the last, um, I think my brother-in-law got me uh, a, a graphic novel last time, I think. And I think it was a Captain America one, I think, possibly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I was quite interested. In fact, he lent me one as well. And it was Fables of something. But yeah, yeah I was good. Yeah, fables. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I was, yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, okay. And I didn't know exactly what to expect. And I don't know whether he was kind of toying with me a little bit, kind of going, I wonder what the Christian will think of this, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, no, it was good. It was, um, it was, yeah. As you say, that you have the ability to kind of go with things which are quite straightforward, but also you can have various nuanced themes throughout, which could be really uh, fascinating. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I guess the great thing is with a story you can kind of put people into situations put people into to kind of circumstances that they'll never be in in real life but you can use that to kind of lead them through um their own potentially their own kind of uh a transformational journey or a realization and um and i think as long as they kind of trust you and kind of can engage with it then i think that that can be a really helpful tool. Um, so, yeah, that's been really, it's really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's good. It's not. It's less. I want to say it's not just also about the comic book as well, but it's also about for me. It's the teams who I'm building it with, who am I writing this story with? So it's like, let's say you take somebody who writes five years, they write a book. That's also their passion. So you've got to respect that book or that screenplay mm. they've written, and you've got to witness to them. Then who are the artists you're working with? Who are the inkers you're working with? It's almost like just this big team where you've got to just think about helping them in their lives as well as the um, the audience is going to. Yeah, and and do you find that um, in regards to uh, kind of putting it into print? Um, yeah. Do you find your kind of Christian values kind of influencing that as well about kind of? Uh, environmentally about kind of uh paying fair, fair wage and things like that or is that something that you hand over to someone else to do now we do all the printing as well so it's it's a tricky one so it's kind of like in terms of when who was it that built the temples at samson who who built the um solomon when he built solomon, the temple yeah, imagine yeah. imagine he went to traders that weren't christians to collect the best stones does that make sense mm. like someone told me recently how in a way, God maybe separated all the resources around the world because he wanted us to trade with people. He wanted people to come together to get to know each other. So I work, obviously, with people who aren't Christians, and I wouldn't specifically go to a Christian person to work with. Like, it's just who's the right person. Um, in terms of, like, um, the environment and paying a fair wage, it's very tricky sometimes. So for the first, I'll give you an example. The first four years of our company, we weren't paying ourselves any money and we were relying on volunteers. I had a call once with somebody and they went, oh, Kenny, I've noticed um, there's no diversity in your team. Like you're only employing certain people within your team. I kind of said to them, these are all volunteers. Like um, I can't pick and choose who I'm working with. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just, we don't have any money. Um, we're trying our best to give them either equity or help with certain things mm-hmm. in their life. So it was very difficult to pay a fair wage or to, be diverse enough to make people happy because we were just getting people who could help us if you wanted who was, yeah, yeah, was yeah. going to volunteer so obviously we want to try to um be fair and be just and to yeah and to do what's right but then with that also you need resources if, yeah. if you want as well sometimes it's we've only got a certain amount of money to pay the cheapest printer and maybe that's printers in China. And yes, they have to ship yeah, books yeah. across from China, but it's when you have a budget of say 5,000 pounds to do a print run, 
and the print run in America or the UK is four times as expensive. Mm. We either print the books or we don't. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm relying on my God knows my heart that I want to mm -hmm. be fair. Mm. And God knows my heart that I want to honor and respect people. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Um, I've, yeah, before I was a minister, I've, I've been involved with some kind of Christian uh, kind of employment. And I know that is that hard, that hard line to walk of, um, mm. of being competitive in a competitive world and holding yeah. to Christian values. And uh, yeah, it is just a hard line to walk. So uh, bless you. I didn't, I didn't want to catch you out then. Sorry. I, I, it was about no, 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 curiosity. It's a, it's a good, I wasn't trying to like, it's a good, oh, it's a good question. It's a great question. It's, um, I think it's good to talk about these things as well. Because yeah. sometimes people can be put under too much pressure mm. to, you know, to do things they can't do. By all means, if you can do it, if God's given you the resources, then be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, work with what you've got. Yeah. Well, bless you. I think we'll kind of conclude this a little bit. Is there anything else to, to say in regards to kind of um, this? Or is there any kind of anything that you want to kind of promote or mention? Uh, feel free to just kind of uh, give it a plug now. Um, I won't give a plug. I just when I saw your intro, I saw a teenage mutant ninja turtle figure. And I remember once I was at Butlins in Blackpool, I think it was, and I put twenty five p in the teenage mutant ninja turtles machine, and it jammed, and I got free credits. And I played the game and just completed it in an arcade, and it was so happy. <laughs> that was a happy moment of my life. <laughs> the four player, the four player turtle arcade machine. Yeah, so, I... not, not a plug, and just plug in a good memory. Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, yeah, that is actually uh, that was, but yeah, the opening credits is basically my my bookshelf, uh, and I used to have it as nice. the backdrop, but now it, this blue curtain hides uh, the spare room, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, the book Turtles was fantastic for me growing up. I remember, I think the game on the Spectrum Plus Two, and the first couple of levels were fine, but then I think swimming around in the sewers or the lake, it was brutal. And I think I just yeah. never got past kind of level three or something. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, fond memories of of the turtles, and uh, yeah. and also once upon a time, I think Asda did an apple topped pizza that was turtle themed i was like dad i've got to have it i've got to have it and i had it i was like this is disgusting <laughs> that was like nice. the first time of branded something branded that i've really looked up to was woefully disappointing <laughs> anyway um so yeah again thank you kenny for for sharing tonight uh we are going to come thank on to uh to, to geeky gallery and this is just an opportunity um for people that watch or listen to this on catch up and basically we have a um we have a discord so um for those folks um, it is in the blurb wherever you catch this whether on podcast or on on the streaming services but uh yeah please do get in touch with us and chat to us uh, in in between times and uh, we just thought we'd uh, kind of share some of the um some of the yeah the the gallery stuff and so uh i'm hoping this is going to work so first of all from uh mendip uh from tom uh he's wanted to share a couple of bits that he's been up to uh i've got to say though tom you inspired me you inspired me uh today so it's been he's been uh kind of raking through uh his bits and he's found his um av cables for the wii and uh and so he's been playing a bit of uh, mario kart there i've got to say um inspired by him and actually um in fact, I can't lift it up, but um, I got my Mega Drive out, and uh, for nice. my birthday, I got um, a HDMI converter for the Mega Drive, so I can kind of plug it up and uh, and kind of yeah have a bit of a game on that. So uh, well done, Tom. You've uh, you inspired me today. He's also been playing with some. I want to say warhammer 40k, uh, and uh, that looks cool. And um, we made a comic for warhammer. We made a comic oh. for Warhammer. There you go. We've oh, fantastic! <laughs> uh, is it, have, have you got a name of it, or would you just... um, Einzenhaus? I can. I'll send it to you a copy of it. It was. Um, yeah, yes, we've done send... the. Yeah, send it to you so you have a copy. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic! That'll be that'll be fab. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So Tom has been doing some kind of Warhammer painting and models. Uh, Tom often shares, which is, is really good uh, to, to see him doing and sharing techniques as well. That's been fab. Uh, Specky Geek, uh, David has been playing Magic the Gathering and uh, and regulars won't be surprised that Lydia has been uh, kind of painting cows. And uh, this is one of the, oh, now what is it? Oh, I want to get it right because it's the colourful cows. 
is it the hurdy-gurdy cows i've forgotten there's an official brand isn't there of the the uh, highland cows so well done lydia on that and uh, just two last things uh, one of them is actually myself uh, i celebrated a birthday uh, the other week and uh, i managed to get my my hands on a copy of Wormspan, and uh, it is a fantastic game a little bit like uh, wingspan is from the same people stone my games and uh, yeah it is a really interesting game to play and uh, and I, I shared it on social media. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And then I kind of got a lot of flack from people who had also tried to get it uh, and haven't got it. So um, I felt really bad. I was like, I was just enjoying it. I wasn't trying to rub it in people's faces, uh, but it is a fab game to play. Uh, and then finally, just uh, from Tim, he's been sharing about his D&D uh, kind of sessions and bless him yeah 59 sessions in and it's been a total party kill so uh commiser commiserations my friend and uh, i hope uh i hope you can kind of get back playing again uh once you've reflected on uh on that uh on that sadness but uh that is all for geeks gallery so i think that is nearly everything is there anything to say on that kenny sorry i realize i just threw you into the geeks gallery um any comments or otherwise? No, no, I, I promise to be better at the quiz next time I get here, but um, I enjoy the, <laughs> enjoy the gallery. I play about Hearthstone and um, Terraforming Mars, so I quite like those types of games. So um, you were Oh, fantastic. Better. I've not come, oh, I've heard of, I've heard of uh, Terraforming Mars. I've not actually oh, so good. played it, really. You know, it's good when it takes two days to read the manual <laughs> of how to play it. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating, isn't it? That we we've we've gone beyond the the kind of the old traditional games of really quite straightforward, and I, and I love the kind of the complex systems, mm. uh, but I think it does depend uh, on on how many things that you have to have kind of be thinking about in your yeah. mind. Um, I quite I quite like wingspan um, and uh, things like um, uh, oh, viticulture and things like this, both from Stone Mine, yeah. other places are available uh, but um i sometimes find them they're kind of going if i'm too tired i'm i'm juggling kind of a few of these systems and a few of these ways in which i'm trying to win in my head and sometimes i'm just like going it's too late <laughs> i need yeah. to pick this up again tomorrow uh, but uh but yeah yeah no it's it's really good and yeah i just like that opportunity to again as we say earlier about kind of to go on a bit of a, yeah. a journey to explore things and be creative yeah. I do want to share one final good thought. Um, I'm, re I'm getting married in um, June this year, which is really good. And I recently oh, found out I hadn't really watched Star Wars. So I'm getting to watch the whole entire Star Wars series and she's loving it. So it's good news. So man, oh, I'm that's, um, it's a great gift to watch Star Wars with somebody for the first time. Yeah. Wow. Do you find that you, you're watching them more than Star Wars though, to see whether they, or are you just there watching it? A little bit. We went through the sort of I'm your father moment yesterday mm. i was sort of like looking at the reaction to see what was going on that <laughs> was good yeah oh good good yeah i was gonna say uh last year my son uh i when when my son was uh about uh six or seven i thought oh, now is the moment i can introduce him to all these yeah. films and he was like i don't like films and i was like oh okay it's a big part of my life uh and uh and i managed to kind of get him to watch one of them a year and a half ago and uh the the universal kind of credit one uh so universal yeah. rating one and uh and he was not bothered and then eventually just this last six months i've got him to watch kind of uh four five and six um yeah four five and six and and he does mm. love it now and i was just like phew and it is nice to see it through other people's eyes and i think you're going oh yay um <laughs> so that's that's really good really good oh well, congratulations uh on, on on the wedding and i hope it goes well and uh yeah i hope that uh your comic uh publishing continues to go well and uh look forward to to kind of seeing kind of your your successes and well and, and everything uh kind of going forwards and uh yeah, please don't be a stranger. Uh, is there anything else left to, to say uh, before I drop you off the screen? I'm going to draw you into a comic book. That's what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> I'll see you soon. <laughs> oh, bless you. Well, you don't have to. Well, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'm going to drop you off the screen. It has been a pleasure chatting to you tonight, Kenny, and uh, I'll catch up with you shortly. So, folks, thank you for joining us today. And, uh, yeah, it's been a fab conversation about faith and geekery. And, uh, yeah, I hope it's been a bit of a thought-provoking opportunity to think about ways in which we can kind of use our passions, our hobbies, and how they can kind of 
you know, cross over into our faith or faith can cross over into our hobbies and passions and maybe create them into other things. So I hope you have had a, a good evening with us. And if you are playing catch up, then thank you uh, on uh, for listening, for watching and for other. And please do remember being part of the Discord community. We are a, a small little group and it would be lovely to have the likes to the follows and all that kind of jazz. Anyway, God bless you and geek safe. You have been listening to the Faith and Geekery podcast and if you want to find out more information or even be a guest on the show, please visit cybersten.co.uk for more information and all the social media likes and all that kind of stuff. And we are a small community, so those likes, those subscriptions, they all count and help towards uh, positive feelings in the world. Again, thank you for tuning in. Geek safe.